0: Coming off the success of their futuristic racing game, F-Zero, the team at Nintendo R&D4 started brainstorming with one idea in mind. To make another racing game, but one that had split screen multiplayer. Now this idea turned into a guy in overall sitting in a cart, which eventually turned into the game we're looking at today, Super Mario Kart. Today we're going to learn all about the history of Mario Kart, we're going to look at what others thought about it, and we're going to talk about the legacy it left behind. Also, it's episode 104. That's two years of podcasts, so we have a little bit of celebration to do today too. So stop, drop, and roll? I don't know. Just stick around and join us for another trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello, and welcome to the 104th episode of our Video Game Nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week, we take a look back at one game relevant to the current week in gaming history, and we tell you a story about it. While well, doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world as its legacy. This week, we are going back to look at Super Mario Kart, which was originally released for the Super Famicom on August 27th, 1992. I'm David Kasson, and now, for two years straight, joining me, as usual, is my co-host, whose preferred method of travel is still a go-kart. He's my brother, Rob Casson. Rob, how fast does that thing go? Depends on
1: the day, Dave. Uh, some days we can hit, you know, 100, 130, 140. Other days we can hit the uh, hit the jack stands because that's about as far as it's going to go.
0: <laughs> the jack stands. <laughs> Real talk, though. Are there go-karts that could go 130? I mean,
1: it's, and it's incredibly dangerous, but it's no different than just taking a motor off like a Hayabusa and trans off of one and, mounting it to a go-kart um yeah there's absolutely
0: don't you don't the pro go-karts do like 70 isn't that what like the the normal racer i don't know i i i i don't know
1: something like that yeah they're definitely a pretty high speed for the uh well professional ones if that's what you want to call them
0: true statement well rob this is about the time that i ask you what you're playing i already know the answer so why don't you tell everyone else what have you played in the last week
1: Uh, well, Dave, in the last week, I've played Oxygen Not Included.
0: Darn! I played
1: RuneScape.
0: When did you have time for that?
1: I played Breath of the Wild. Did
0: you take your Switch with you?
1: And Ocarina of Time. Mm
0: -mm -mm Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
1: Uh, yes, I had my Switch, my 3DS, and I came home Saturday, and we record on Tuesdays. So yeah, Dave, that, that's what I got to play this week. How about yourself?
0: What did I play? Rocket League. Um, I finished Yakuza 0. And I played through the first act of Back for Blood with a friend. And I think... That about sums it up. I I, I started y- Yakuza Kiwami, I think that's how you say it, which was the the next one in the Yakuza series, the first one, the remake of the first one. Mm. But I only I, I only played that enough to get through the introductory sequence. So, uh, you know, I want to revisit that way towards the end. I have something I'd like to say about it, but. We're gonna hit the same topic for Mario Kart, so I'm gonna save it.
1: Well, Dave, mentioning Mario Kart, I, I I gotta ask a question. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've already done this game.
0: We have already done this game. We talked about this game exactly two years ago.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Uh, as a in- our first episode,
0: as in our very first episode, yeah. Our, our so happy two-year anniversary. That's Yay!
1: right. Nice try, skipping over that, Dave.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, happy two years. It has been two years. Um, when we started this episode, when we started this episode, when we started this podcast, it wasn't this concept. I, I hadn't. For those of you that haven't gone that far back, I I hadn't really cemented what I wanted to do with this. I we started out more as a scripted type variety podcast where we talked about fun questions related to video games. We used what did we used Mario Kart to talk about. Do you remember? I don't remember.
1: Uh, I don't remember what I did for lunch today, so that's a bad question to ask me.
0: But it was stuff like, I know one of our early episodes, we and probably the first one, we talked about Secret of Evermore, and we used it as, like, talking about art as video games, and we used Battlefield to ask the question of are video games educational, and back then we used video games as, as question as, as excuses to ask all these other questions, but I really liked learning about the games that I have a history degree and I don't get to use it nearly enough. So I kind of fell into the groove of really enjoying talking about the games. And so we, we kind of over time transitioned from all those other questions to more of a a history podcast where we cover things. And so here we are. So when we did Mario Kart, we didn't look at it from this perspective in any way shape or form. So I thought I thought it was fitting that 2 years later we could revisit Mario Kart um we could revisit Mario Kart from this perspective. So
1: I think so Dave, definitely nice to see where we are now and for those who are interested, definitely go back give our first episode a listen so you can see just how different we are over these last 2 years. But with
0: that, let's get rolling on some Mario Kart. Alright, so on to Mario Kart. We get to tell Mario Kart's story. But the story of Mario Kart really honestly doesn't start out with Mario Kart. The story of Mario Kart starts out with F-Zero. Did you ever play F-Zero?
1: I cannot think of Falcon's stuff right now. I was going to make a Falcon reference. I have definitely played F-Zero, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So F Zero was released. It was a launch title for the the Super Nintendo, the Japanese Super Famicom, when they were both released in November of 1990. F is a futuristic racing game. Was a it is a smash hit, and it was created by a group of developers in Nintendo uh, Research and Development Four. Now we've talked about R and D Four before. They're responsible for Donkey Kong, which turned into the Mario franchise. They're responsible for Zelda. They're responsible for Star Fox, Animal Crossing, Wii Fit. If it's, if it's one of the big, gigantic Nintendo franchises, it's almost guaranteed to have come out of R&D 4, which nowadays is now known as uh, Entertainment Analysis and Development, Nintendo EAD. This is the development studio that has your Shigeru Miyamoto was at the head back then. Your t- uh, Tetsuya Tazaki, Rob, you're a fan of Tazaki. Tazaka, is it Tazaki? You know what I'm talking about, the Mario guy. Um, all your big games came out of R&D Four, so they made F Zero, and F Zero came out super fast, single player racing game. Utilizes the the Super Nintendo very well. People loved it. And as the story goes. Capitalizing on the success of F-Zero. They wanted to create a racing game afterwards. That was capable of displaying two players. On the same screen simultaneously. In contrast to the single player gameplay of F-Zero. So. They got the idea to make this basically split screen multiplayer racing game. That's that's where that's where this that's where all of this started. Some of the team had worked on F Zero, like I had said. Shigeru Miyamoto was one of them. Uh, a few programmers came over, and so they took the knowledge that they had gained from F Zero and they worked on a very basic prototype for Mario Kart. Now, what they had was a cart, a car. And driven by a guy in overalls wearing a helmet. That's where they started. That's Mario Kart. That's, That's Mario it. Kart. That's it. There you go. Wasn't, it wasn't Mario yet. wasn't Mario yet. Let's, let's, let's make that clear. It was just a guy in overalls at the beginning. Right from the get-go, they knew immediately that they had to tone it down from F-Zero. You know, F-Zero has it's incredibly fast, has huge sweeping tracks, and the, these these were just not doable when you're trying to get it all to work with two set, with two players split screen, you know, the hardware limitations, player limitations, just, it wasn't going to work. You know, funny enough, one of the biggest criticisms for F zero is that it doesn't have the original. It, it doesn't have a multiplayer option, you know, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. So they need a ton on F zero. So they took these big sweeping courses. They, Compacted them down, made them much smaller, and then out of necessity, they knew that they had to work their way from cars down to carts instead, because when you have compact courses, you can't blow through them at 120 miles per hour. Things got to go slower, and so it transitioned from cars to go-carts, which were much more manageable. So with this in mind, it took them about four months, three or four months of work. They you know, started from scratch. And they ended up with a basic prototype of two different go-karts running simultaneously. Uh, In this first prototype, there was no racing involved. They just had a big open area and two go-karts moving around freely in it. But it was a success because their goal was split-screen multiplayer, and that's what they had. So playing around with this open go-kart screen, they noticed that it looked... Really cool to them when you stopped one car and then let the other fly on by. And so someone in the office suggested, hey, let's see what it would look like if Mario was behind the wheel of one of the go-karts. So they put Mario behind one of the go-karts and they flew on by and it looked even better. And so that's when Mario Kart was born.
1: So it looked better because they changed the driver?
0: Yeah, pretty much. They thought it looked cool with Mario Mario behind the wheel of a go-kart. As they as they sped past it with the other cart. Hmm. Now you know one of the other fun things is in their first prototype they were really just toying with the idea of power ups, which of course are a staple of Mario Kart. In this one, they you had oil cans. You could throw down an oil can and it produced an oil slick, and it major made, made other people who drove over it spin out. Wow. And really from there, from this basic concept, they began to work the rest of the game out. There's not a whole lot to the development of Mario Kart. It was a racing game from the get-go, so of course racing was a given. Battle mode, though, came about when they wanted to create a mode in which victory was determined not by who crossed the finish line first. Um, And then in hindsight, honestly... I never thought about this till I, I sat down to read about the history, right? But looking back, and now knowing that this game was originally designed as a two-player split-screen experience, I never really paid attention to the fact that single-player mode isn't full-screen. Like, you play on the one half, and the other half is either your rear-view mirror or your mini-map. And I never ever thought about the why. I, that was just the way it is. But now looking back, it's because the game was multiplayer from the get-go, and they never, that was all, that's it. The game was split screen from the get go. It was designed as a split screen game. So when you're not playing two player split screen, they just fill the screen. They don't, they never felt the need to turn it full screen. You know what I mean? I never even thought of that myself till now. I wow. I, I know I've never, again, until I went back and, and uh, you know, cause this is on your switch. Um, if you're a switch online member. So I went and I played it a little bit and I never played, really thought about it, but that it really made sense when you put it all together. Um, Like I said, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the development of Mario Kart, but I think let's give a moment because we recently brought up a super Nintendo feature in a previous episode that applies. It's more, it's more applicable here and that's mode seven. So, Mode Seven was a selling point for various games on the Super Nintendo. You see games that have Mode Seven really talk Mode Seven up in magazine articles. Um, I just I remember I remember Mode Seven was a thing. You wanted to get a game that had Mode Seven because it was it was so cool. It was a it was it was a step in the you know to the future. So basically, Mode Seven the. Uh, the, the Super Nintendo can display eight, if I'm not mistaken, eight layers, um, background layers. And Mode 7 was a, a specific background layer that could be rotated and scaled. Um, so this was used to apply a perspective effect to the background. So in Mario Kart, you're driving around and the course is spinning around you to, like as you're going through it. The background spins around you which gives it the, it's a 2D game, but it gives you the idea that it's in 3D because because the background can get scaled further, you know, things get further away or forward away and they get rotated around you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, F-Zero was the same way. The backgrounds would rotate around you, basically. Um, that was Mode 7. That was, it's a pseudo 3D graphical method that it, it simulates 3D graphics in a console that doesn't have 3D capabilities. I think more so nowadays we call those kinds of things 2.5D. Back then they were pseudo 3D, but Mode 7 was really popular. Um it was actually a, a lot of games used Mode 7. Super Mario World uses it in its boss battles. Um uh, do you remember playing Super Mario World and how the bosses could like bounce back and forth between the foreground and the background? Yeah the bosses were actually the mode seven background and everything else was designed as a sprite in the, in, in that mode. Uh, cause you didn't have, it didn't have to be the background per se. Um, so that's really fascinating. Um, super Mario Kart used it. F zero used it. There were some other games that use it. Final fantasy, the super Nintendo final fantasies famously used it. Their overworld maps were kind of like this. Um, uh, 3d like tilted overworld map you weren't looking at it quite from the top down it was almost at an angle and it would spin around too so the final fantasy titles on the super nintendo used it Star Fox famously used it chrono trigger used it pilot wings do you remember pilot wings at all Mm, that one does not sound familiar to me no I fucking love pilot wings god that game used to be the end of me you had to get licenses in that game like pass these license tests to progress levels to have access to like you could hang glide or do a plane or parachute down um, and you had to like you could get all these new levels and new things to do and you had to pass these license tests and I hated the license tests. they would they would they were aggravating Super Castlevania used it. Super Metroid used it. Act Razor used it. Oh, uh, uh, God. There was just a ton of Super Nintendo games that took advantage of Mode 7. And that was one of the. That was something that the other consoles in that generation didn't, per se, have. Although by the end of the, the generation, some of them figured out how to make it work for them. But, you know, so on and so forth. So, Mode 7. Rob. Dave. The original Super Mario Kart, do you remember playing it?
1: <clears throat> I have definitely played it a few times. Um it's not I don't know that I played it a whole lot growing up, but it is one that in college I had some roommates who had the 64 and would uh or the super, rather. Um No, I think I played mostly the 64 version now that I'm thinking about it. Um have I ever played the Super? I don't know that I have. I really don't think I've ever played the original version.
0: I know I talked about this in our first one, but your sister and I used to... Our our sister and I used to play this all the time. Um, The battle mode. We used to spend hours trying to beat each other up on the battle mode and then play it in general. So I played a lot of, a lot of this Mario Kart. A lot, a lot of this Mario Kart. I... I'm a big fan, but with that being said, I guess I could do it now. No, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for afterwards. I'm going to save my further thoughts on, on it for afterwards. We got some stuff to talk about with the anniversary, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the story of Mario Kart short here. There's not much more on it, and we're going to jump right into reviews. Rob, you pulled some reviews for us today? Yes, you did, Dave. Cool. What you got? Well,
1: in the December 1992 issue of Electronic Games, Shay Stevens writes that Mario's latest video game escapades sees Nintendo's cash cow deviating from his normal scrolling adventures and jumping into a totally new type of gameplay. Along with fellow Mario pals like Luigi and Donkey Kong Jr., the Nintendo mascot takes to the road in a game that brings a new variety of twists to action that is reminiscent of F-Zero. But do the enhancements work? In absolutely every type of play contained on this cartridge, the answer is a resounding and very fun yes. He goes on to say that out of the many options that are included in Mario Kart, the best are the replay features that allow players to watch their successful races over and over again. The player can even race against himself with this feature. Super Mario Kart has a fast-paced feel with plenty of in-depth play. While the gameplay isn't totally revolutionary, the action does deviate from what we've been exposed to in the past to make this new driving adventure something worthwhile to add to a collection. Whether you're a fan of driving titles or of Mario. He rated it a 93% overall. That's not bad. Not at all. I mean... I don't know many game... I mean, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of percentage ratings, but I would just imagine not a lot get above 90.
0: Mm-hmm. not really.
1: Also back in 92, GamePro was a big fan of this game, asking its readers whether or not they were wondering about just how many ways that Nintendo could squeeze a good time out of the Mario world. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, here's one way that's a winner. Super Mario Kart makes wheel spinning... Bumper grinding, motor racing, actually cute. These little guys definitely have a lot of drive.
0: Do you think in 1992 that they had any idea how how like spot on that statement was going to be? Because we're 30 years later and we're still asking the same question.
1: Yeah, no, definitely on that, Dave. Uh, I don't think they had any idea what was to come <laughs> for their buddy Mar. I mean... He was in the Olympic Games with Sanic.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, oh, uh, it's just something else. It's just something else. Ah. Uh.
1: Next up, Nintendo Land rated this game a ninety-eight percent, writing that, "What does Mario and his friends and enemies do on their spare time? They race around in go-karts, shooting Koopa shells at each other, and that's what this fabulous game is all about. Super Mario Kart is pure fun to play." And has a less ability. Never seen in a game before. I was p- still playing it two whole years after I first got it. That's why I gave it a ninety-eight percent. If you're going to own just one SNES game, this is the one.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't agree. With, I I strongly don't agree with that. Uh yeah.
1: And not not knowing that I've actually played the original, I can't agree to that either. Uh, there were there were some pretty great Super Nintendo titles to go my, to my friends. So
0: it was a good generation.
1: It was, yes, uh, very true.
0: But Dave, <clears throat>
1: as always, we hear from critics. There are a bunch of critics. N- no one, no one ever can appease those guys nope. except when they do, and which happens pretty often. But that's beside the point. We more around here want to listen to our users, and with we- that. I think we're going to take it away with Dude of Munson on Moby Games, who asks, who could help but love this game? Everybody. I mean, I don't think anyone can help it, Dave. It's it's such a great game. hmm Dude goes on to write that this is a great game to sit down and challenge yourself or challenge a friend. Such a great game to get your adrenaline going. It has a lot of good tracks, and all characters are different each having their own pros and cons. It is really cool how you can get power-ups and weapons. It's a lot of fun to launch shells into the first-place racer and then take the lead. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of them guys. (laughs) Uh, uh.
0: It's always fun.
1: Yeah, for the guy not in first who won by getting a better racer. Anyway, all in all, it's a really fun game that almost everybody can appreciate. Okay. Also from Moby Games, we have user Big C. Wonder what that is. Who writes that Super Mario Kart is a classic. Truly a classic. A big classic, you may. Hmm. Big C, big classic. That's big it. Big classy. He goes on to write that the courses are excellent. Challenging, too. And, of course, fun. It's a game you can't put down and is still fun today. One of the main reasons of still having a Super Nintendo is to play this. His bottom line: it's a cute carton classic that has stood the test of time. Maybe. Yeah. Next up, we have user Charleston Bit on Metacritic who reviewed Mario Kart a few months ago for some odd reason.
0: Why not? We're doing
1: it. I mean, you're right, absolutely. Uh, And Charleston Bit wrote that while this game is semi-enjoyable with Friend and it's a part of Nintendo's history, this game is definitely not the best choice when it comes to Mario Kart games. The AI is horrible, as well as the steering, even if it's somewhat fun when you get used to it. They would just stick to the more Chad game, Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely says that's a joke. Anywho, last up, Dave, we have.
0: Clob. Talking. Y- yes. Ooh, last up,
1: Dave, we have user Clob. I just like the name Clob. Clob, who writes in the Wii Store release of Super Mario Kart that. This, not the best Mario Kart. It was a classic when first released, but every Mario Kart since has built upon the grounds this original laid and made it better. This version has incredibly boring tracks and although acceptable back in the 90s, cannot compare to Waluigi Pinball today. The controls are also bad by today's standards. Single player is boring, and one Grand Prix is just too long. Fantastic once, but it hasn't aged. You'll do well to download Mario Kart 64 instead.
0: You know, he makes a few points. Uh, the Grand Prix is too long. Nowadays, I think there are three match Grand prix. Back in the original, they were five, uh, five level Grand prix. Um, controls are controls. Uh, but I want to stop and talk a minute for about how where he started this. He said, the original Mario Kart, every Mario Kart sense is built upon the grounds the original made it better. I I agree. Um, I agree. I mean, the, the newest Mario Kart is... I mean, we're going to get to it, but it's a it's a powerhouse, man. It, it's a great game. And every game in the series since then has just gotten better. ...and better and better. You know, Rob, we've sat here now for two years... ...and week after week I recommend all these old games... ...I recommend all these old games... ...but it's really hard for me to recommend... ...a game like Super Mario Kart here... ...because... I, ...the new one just does everything better. You know, a lot of times when we look at the old games... ...there's a reason why we look at the old games. Like, hey, come check out the beginning... You know, it did this that the new games don't do or something like that. But the new games do everything the old game did just better. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, Dave. It, you know, we've done a few sport titles. Like we did a Madden episode a little while ago, and it's the same way. There's no point when when you have a series like this that has constantly evolved and added and added and added. What's the point of playing this original one? Like, I, I, I don't. I don't know. And I love this game. Don't get me wrong. I genuinely loved the original Super Mario Kart. I have a lot of hours into it with a lot of different friends. Heck, I can remember playing it at a ninth birthday party. I just remember having a bunch of friends over. And this is what we did all night was we played Mario Kart. Um, So I have a lot of memories of Mario Kart. But I, I don't know why to play this i i I don't know why I don't normally say that, but I don't know why to play this, you know
1: well, I don't know what to tell you on that, Dave. <clears throat> I mean, I do think that it's important to play, and I will do be downloading this myself, knowing that it's on the um Nintendo store um I do think it's important to play at least once to get an idea of where your roots are from and see how far the series has come,
0: yeah. Yeah, you know? well, you know, I was thinking about it, I, you know, I, so I just got done playing through Yakuza 0, and um, I moved right into the Yakuza 1 remake, and they are, and I just started playing, I know there's going to be differences, but there, there aren't any differences to begin with, like, they're built on the same engine, the loading screens are the same, they have different fight styles because that's changed through the, the witch McCallit, but it's just a different fight style takes place in the same place. So like, I feel like I finished one story and now I'm just dropped in with the exact same characters, which is kind of truth into another story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's really bizarre because typically when you go from one game in a series to another for a lot of different series, something about the game has changed And it really, I just, I feel like with Yakuza, I've just loaded up into the same game, I'm just moving into new chapters of the game. And it got me thinking about how it's the opposite with these, how like every time we get a new game in a series, this series has done a really great job of evolving. Like every single version has brought something new to the table. You know, some have been weird, like Double Dash with two people on a card, but every single one's brought something to the table. I think the new one has what eight was eight. The first one with, with the uh, airplanes and stuff like that, or did the earlier ones have that?
1: Mm, I don't know very well when it started. Um it, I, it might be eight. It might've been sooner, but somewhere around there, I'm sure.
0: Um But in any case, <clears throat> like it, yeah, it's just hard to recommend the old one when the new ones just do everything better. There's not, Unless you want to play some of the, the courses that don't exist anymore. That's about the only re- the only reason why I could recommend this old one. Like maybe seeing the original Rainbow Road. And the original one had the feather power up. That's gone, I think. They, you know, because you could jump. Uh, there were shortcuts on courses that you could use the feather to jump over on this one. Which was unique to the original. I guess I just gave you two reasons to play the original.
1: See, Dave, like I said, there's always a reason. You just got to dig hard enough to find it.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Well, it's fair to say that the kart racing genre was cemented in place by Mario Kart. There were kart racing games before it. There are computer kart racing games in the 80s. But like so many games we've talked about, Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, here was the was really the game that it, it, it's the golden standard. It, it it cemented the genre. It popularized the genre. It, it brought it into the mainstream. So this was definitely the first kart racing game to implement combat elements. Uh, you know the power ups that it uses. So that was brought to this. That's been done with everything. Since then, there have been fourteen games created within the Mario Kart franchise: six home console games, three handheld console games, four different arcade cabinets, and it's on your mobile phones. Phones now. I have it on my phone. So, uh, technically, the latest game in the series isn't Mario Kart Eight; it's Mario Kart Live, that weird Switch one where you control a real remote control car with your Switch that has a camera attached. That is the latest Mario Kart game, um, but as I had mentioned a little bit ago, Mario Kart Eight is—it's well, a very impressive game, Rob. The Wii U version was the best-selling Wii U game, you know. And then for the Switch, they did—they remade it. It's an—they enha- call it an enhanced version. Uh, they called it Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, uh, release for the Switch. It's currently the best-selling Switch game. Uh, And between the Wii U and the Switch version, uh, Mario Kart 8 is the 7th best-selling video game of all time.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. It is a pretty damn good one. It's one of the few I actually enjoy it pretty well.
0: It is easily the best-selling racing game of any kind of all time. Uh, Nah, Midnight Dub. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, in fact, in the list of top 50 games of all time, top 50 selling games of all time, there's only three racing games and all three of them are Mario Kart titles. So, damn, chances are you've played Mario Kart. Chances are you love Mario Kart. Uh, be honest with you. I, uh, one of my group of, my college group of friends when we all get together, Mario Kart is still not even get together. We play online nowadays. When we decide we want to play a game together as a group, Mario Kart is still our choice of game. Um, and I think a lot of it is just one of those games that everybody can play, including like our spouses that aren't normally gamers. Uh, even someone who's not normally a video gamer can very easily pick up Mario Kart and play and have a lot of fun doing that. Um, it's a game that, yeah, skill plays a factor, but a lot of luck does too. And... You, Rob you said that you hate the power-ups but let's be honest the power-ups are the great equalizer you know
1: yeah I get it but it's just frustrating when you always race <laughs> super well and get beat just because someone hit you with a damn lightning bolt
0: look I'm I'm probably the heaviest gamer of the group uh, and I, so I, I mean I I race pretty well and I I don't win constantly. And the power-ups have a lot to do with that. And it's a lot of fun. Although I'm not the best racer in the group, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I'm just a competitive one. So, um, yeah, you know, while we're on the topic of cart racing games, there are, there have been cart racing games for everything. And I mean, everything like I I pulled up a list of cart racing games and there's like, mickey speedway usa and crash bandicoot racing and diddy kong racing kirby air ride little big planet karting uh sonic and sega all-stars racing we know of crash team racing we know of uh there have just been kart racing versions of nicktoons racing lego racers madagascar karts i mean what's that man
1: I couldn't tell you.
0: DreamWorks Superstar Karts, which has Shrek, Madagascar, How to Train Your Dragon, and Monsters vs. Aliens characters. <laughs> Toy Story Racer. There's a Toy Story racing game. I mean, there's kart racing games for freaking everything. It's kind of funny. Um, it, it's, it definitely is a genre. And it, it all started here with... It start it here. I'll start started here. So... Rob, that's Mario Kart. I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it there. Not a whole lot about it because I want to take some time and revisit the fact that it's our it's our two year. We've been at this for two years, hundred and four episodes, weekly. Man, we gotta get smart about this sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Think last week was the last time that we are like one of the first, maybe the second time, second or third time that we recorded more than one episode at a time. And taking a week off is always nice. Uh, I love what we do, but it's just nice to have a break every so often. Uh, of course, that's my fault. I'm not going to put that on you at all. I have to have the discipline and the time to write multiple episodes at once, which normally doesn't jive with everything else I do. But um, you were on vacation, so it was it was nice to do that. Nice to have a break. Um We should do that more often, is what I'm saying. (laughs) More vacations, I'm in. (laughs) So, I think we did this a year ago. It's hard to believe that we have gone another year. By any chance, do you remember what our 54th or 52nd episode was? Our one-year episode?
1: Uh, That would be Golden Gun
0: well yeah golden eye oh yeah
1: yeah golden eye my bad (laughs) the man i'm so used to the golden gun
0: the man with the golden gun is what i call the episodes you're not very far off we've we've done some interesting stuff has there been anything in the last year that you particularly liked or that sticks out in your mind i mean now look with, with me asking this question i get it you don't remember lunch uh so i'm not expecting a miracle here but were there any anything in the last year that you really liked looking at or talking about or something that just hit you the side of it was kind of cool? Well, I have to look back
1: and think we did do an episode on one of my favorite series of all time and what I probably played the most growing up. Pokemon? Which would be Pokemon. Yeah. Um, we, but it was did. also... It was also really nice on games like we had uh, Kiefer join us on our Phoenix Wright episode. We did, yeah. Uh, So that was interesting, and I believe we've had people join us for other ones since then too. In year two, we
0: we haven't done a lot of of people this year. Also, my fault. That's something I wanted more of, and somehow we got to less of it. But that's okay. It happens. Happens. If you're out there listening and you want to join us, hit me up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess maybe that was the only one from this year. Yeah. Uh, wow. now I think about it, I, th- yeah, I think everything else was before that. But I think between Pokémon, obviously it's always great having people join us, um and then obviously naturally our our episode 100.
0: Yeah, our episode 100. Episode 100 was uh Turtles in Time cuz one of our favorite games playing growing up playing together. Um, I, you know, we've done in this year, some games I I really enjoyed revisiting. Parappa the Rapper comes to mind. That was a lot of fun playing back through. Uh, I also really enjoyed, there were some new games I never got to play. Like, I never got to play last week's episode. That was new for me, which was, uh, Another World. And what else did I really enjoy playing back through? Crap, there's been so much fun stuff. It's been a lot of old 90s games. Dragon's Lair, which is 80s. I just went straight to the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like everything. Oh am I kidding? I like everything. Castlevania, Symphony of the Night was awesome. We've done so much good stuff. I got to play through The Seventh Guest again. That was a lot of fun. I got to play Stanley the Parable again. That was a lot of fun. Um... Yeah, no, it's been, it's been good. I'm, I'm excited for some of the stuff moving forward. Have you looked at the calendar recently to know? Uh,
1: I cannot say that I have looked at the calendar recently. No, Tiss tiss tisk. I know.
0: I'm, I'm excited for some of the stuff that we're about to do. I mean, just, you know, it's really funny because next week we're also going to go back to the, to the beginning. Just not in the same way as we are right now. Um. We're going to do Fable in a few weeks. Have you ever played Fable before? I
1: don't know that I played the original. I have played Fable 3, though.
0: Oh, that's the worst one. Ouch. (laughs) That's by far the worst of the three. By far. Oh, my God. You really owe it to yourself to play another Fable, because if that's your gauge of the series, I'm so sorry. I mean, I actually enjoyed it. It was... Well, we'll talk about it. I, you know what? I like Fable 3 too, but I'm telling you, it is it is easily the worst of the three. The second one was amazing. The first one was good. So, uh, 3 was, yeah. Hey, we get to do Elite. We, still, we play Elite Dangerous the, these days. We get to go back to the beginning with the original Elite. Um, we're going to do some other systems too. There's some fun stuff, and... Just recently, Rob, I was looking at next uh, next year and we added a few things to next year's schedule. Um, like uh, we brought up the Neo Geo recently in an episode, so the Neo Geo went on the schedule. Uh, Resident Evil 2 is going to celebrate uh, 25 years in January. Mm-hmm. So we get to talk about that cluster finally, because I brought that up a few times. Um yeah, so there's some fun stuff. Some fun, fun stuff coming up. Um, Hell yeah, that's what I like to hear. I guess, I guess moving forward, we should talk about moving forward. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that the next goal for me is invite people more often. Because <laughs> you seem to really like when people come and play, visit with us. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, less talking.
0: True statement. Very true. Very, very, very true. So... But no, it's been, I'm in mean, here. Uh, we're two years and counting. I've got a, at least another year of episodes planned. I don't, you know, we've we've been asked this before. I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I don't have a reason not to. And uh, yeah, fun. If you've been here for all two years, thank you for just joining us. We have two years of episodes for you. We were a very different podcast in the beginning. So go see and listen to how fun that is. And um, keep joining us for stories about new video games. You know?
1: Right on, Dave. But, you know, I I think you mentioned going back and listening to two years of episodes, but like. Where? Where?
0: Where? Yeah, Uh, Dave, where? So, uh, on top of doing this podcast, I also maintain our website, which you can find at www.memorycardlane.com. It's got all my show notes, it's got our old episodes, it's got our biographies. It's got a calendar with upcoming episodes. It's got a, each, each, epi- each each episode on the calendar has a link where you could submit your own memories if you'd like to, us to read what you have to say instead of, uh, instead of you know, uh, finding stuff online, which we tend to do. And um, there's also a link to our Patreon. If you want to come play video games with us, there's a link there too. So, yeah social media links rob what's yours well dave i can be found twitch.tv
1: forward slash f-a-t-b-o-i-r-i-p-z and
0: yourself i can be found on various platforms as david is wrong
1: indeed he is
0: So, so that'll about do it for two years in mario kart rob before i take it out of here what would you like to add to today's episode
1: Well, Dave, as always, I want to take a quick moment to say thank you so much. Two years is a long time to be doing this, week in and week out. And although your streaming personality may be that you listen to a couple episodes a day, or you listen to one and decide you never want to listen to us again, we still appreciate knowing that you're out there listening. We hope we bring you some joy, because I know that for me, Never would have thought I'd be at this two years and still enjoying every minute of it. So thank you all for listening. Dave, any last words from you?
0: Also, thank you. I'm going to keep it simple. Also, thank you. So. Man
1: a few words. Sometimes, it's for the best. And with that, Dave, let's go on and talk about next week.
0: I think the last thing I am is a man a few words. But with that being said, I'm going to take it out of oh, here. Oh,
1: actually, uh, yeah, we should... Uh, One thing we forgot to talk about.
0: What do we learn? Every week. Yeah,
1: what did we learn?
0: Every week we talk about, you know, what we learned. We we like to teach you new things with the story and teach you about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world as its legacy. And so as part of the acknowledgement that while we teach, we learn, we like to talk about what we learn. So Rob, what's your biggest takeaway?
1: Honestly, Dave, I'm gonna have to attribute my biggest takeaway to the fact that Mario Kart didn't start out as Mario Kart and then started out as Man in Suspenders Kart. Like, <laughs> I, 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 it's I astounding know. to me that that's not the intention when they created the game, and they're just like, hey, let's put Mario in the driver's seat and see how cool it looks. Yeah. That's great. Run yeah. it. Like,
0: okay. I know. Well, mine's similar. I had no clue that this was just designed. They, they literally just wanted to make a split-screen multiplayer racing game after f-zero was so successful they said hey let's make this in two-player but not is is essentially what it was it could for all we know it could have been a two-player f-zero they could have started with that notion realized that the super nintendo couldn't handle it and had to power everything down until they got to mario kart you know um so i'm in the same vein that was really fascinating for me really fascinating well on that note you know, I had already alluded to it this week. We went back to our beginning as Super Mario Kart was on our first episode and now our 104th episode. But next week, we're going to go back to the beginning of video game consoles, period. Released in September of 1972, the Magnavox Odyssey was the first commercial home video game console. We're going to learn all about the console, the Odyssey. We're going to learn about its creator, the father of re- video games, Ralph Fair. Uh We're just going to we're going to learn all about the beginning so join us again next week. We'll be taking a look at the beginning of our hobby as we take a brown box trip down memory card lane. Do the thing.
1: scoop up, da dum bop doop